We start with the unending political turmoil in Pakistan. The observation that Pakistani politics is a high-risk endeavour is not an original one. But any scrutiny of the fates of its office holders since the country's foundation 75 years ago is nevertheless astonishing. The Wikipedia page entitled Assassinated Pakistani Politicians has 44 entries. And though it does include three members of the Bhutto family, it excludes Prime Minister Zulfikar Ali Bhutto, presumably on the technicality that he, though after an altogether dubious judicial process, was executed. And this is to say nothing of those who have been arrested, jailed, exiled, overthrown or undermined, a cohort which might require not merely a separate Wikipedia page, but a separate Wikipedia. Moving up the rankings of Pakistani prime ministerial mishap this week is Imran Khan, who has managed to get himself charged by police with breaching the country's anti-terrorism act. As of this broadcast, he seems likely to appear in court later this week, after which the spectrum of possibilities ranges from this turning out not to be much of a thing, at least until the next thing, to being a very big thing indeed. Elsewhere, Pakistan's media watchdog, the excitingly named Pakistan Electronic Media Regulatory Agency, forbade forthwith the live broadcast of any of Imran Khan's speeches, which, ruled PEMRA, are prejudicial to the maintenance of law and order and likely to disturb public peace and tranquility, which is quite the thing to say about someone who was running the country five months ago. At which point, a brisk recap. Imran Ahmad Niyazi Sahib ne 174 vote hasil ki. After many years cultivating his honest populist outsider shtick, Imran Khan became Prime Minister in 2018 when his Pakistan Tariq e Insaf Party, or PTI, won that year's general election. By this past April, he was a little over a year away from becoming the first ever Pakistani Prime Minister to complete a full five-year term. The resolution for vote of no confidence against Mr Imran Khan, the Prime Minister of Islamic Republic of Pakistan, has been passed by a majority. But almost as if observing tradition, Pakistan's parliament, in which the PTI's majority had been whittled by defections, tabled and passed a vote of no confidence in Khan's government, removing him from office. Sub-editors around the world rejoiced at the opportunity to conjure headlines making crashing reference to Khan's pre-politics career as a fine international cricketer, indeed captain of Pakistan's national team. He'd been hit by a bouncer, bowled by a googly, caught out, stumped or any number of other metaphors for having one's innings curtailed. But in cricket, you know when you're done. The rattle of your stumps as the ball scatters the bales, the deathly thud of a straightening delivery into your pads, the agonising snick off the edge of your bat, followed by the wicketkeeper's bellowed appeal. Indeed, a gentleman walks back to the pavilion, bat cradled nobly under one arm, stoic expression adorning the visage, without waiting for the umpire to raise a finger. 
In politics, there is always the temptation to stand your ground. Refuse, if you will, to leave the crease. The job of a Prime Minister in difficult circumstances when he's been handed a colossal mandate is to keep going, and that's what I'm going to do. Since being unloaded by Parliament, Khan has succumbed to this temptation. He has lent heavily into a line of populist, indeed downright Trumpist, paranoia, fulminating at a deep state and or international plot to thwart the will of the people as, naturally, personified by himself. They can try to steal the election from us if you count the votes that came in late. And this is what dropped Khan into the soup in which he is presently thrashing. On Saturday, Khan gave a speech to supporters in Islamabad in which he elaborated on his vexation at the recent arrest of his chief of staff, Shabazz Gil. Gil was taken in, accused of inciting rebellion, inveighing against state institutions and so forth. He has accused police of torturing him. Khan, in his Islamabad speech, accused cops and judges of being in on the general plot. Islamabad IG. Islamabad Inspector General and Deputy, we will not spare you. We will file a suit against you. You all should be ashamed of what you have done. In more established democracies, such as, to pick a completely random example, no real reason, etc., the United States, when a given politician commences wanging on about the deep state, the swamp, the blob, or whatever nefarious conspiracy they believe to be scheming against them, they can be safely dismissed as any or all of a huckster, a bungler, a whiner, a crank, or a plain and simple idiot who has no idea how anything works. But in Pakistan, the possibility that Khan has a case does have to be acknowledged. He has accused Pakistan's powerful military of behind-the-scenes involvement in his removal, and it would hardly be the first time. If Khan's downfall actually was or is in any sense a coup d'etat, it would be, depending on how you count these things, maybe Pakistan's tenth actual or attempted such intervention. As for what might happen next, the only sensible bet in Pakistani politics is against the straightforward and transparent outcome that everyone is broadly okay with. For Monocle24, I'm Andrew Muller. 